Welcome. Let's join best-selling author Fred Kuhn as he interviews our next guest expert. Hi, everybody. I wanted to share a win-win situation, pardon the pun, because my guest today is Del Wynn. Dell is a global expansion coach, complex problem solver, international attorney, and fixer of really difficult things to fix. Dell and I were talking about a problem he encountered in China, and he had to clean up a big mess. So, Dell, welcome to the program, and let's talk about this thing that you fixed in China and how that might help others. Hey, Fred, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. You were in China. You'd been asked to take over and negotiate a distributorship agreement and joint venture for equipment manufacturing. But when you got there, it was a mess. So why don't we start there? Yeah, this, the company that we had, uh, had approached us to manufacture our telecommunications equipment, which was at the time a wireless digital telecom system that had a diameter for customers of over 12 miles. So you could put a lot of customers on one antenna. Physically, it was a low frequency, but it worked like a charm. Bell telephone quality. When I got to Nanjing, China, and talked to the potential distributor, actually it was, a, it was going to be a sales project that would evolve into a distribution, which would, based on the amount of business they could find, would evolve into a manufacturer against the demand, which we knew there was a demand there. There's no question. They knew. Now, it. you said on top of all that, they were bulking on the price, right? It was a major stumbling block. When I got there, unbeknownst to me, the president of our company that I reported to had been in Beijing at an expo about two weeks before my arrival in Nanjing. And he had told, of course, he was asked the important question, how much does it cost? And he had told them that in quantity, they could buy a system which could serve thousands of people for $200,000. And they had that in the back of their mind. And when I got there, I was sitting across the table with my sales guy who arranged the meeting. And we were quoting them to buy a demo unit that they could reverse engineer, except for the, the proprietary portion, which we would sell them and license to them, I tried to get them to agree to a $300,000 price, but oh, wait a second. Wow, that's a big difference. Yeah. They said, wait a second. We understand it's only 200000 I said, no, 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 no. That was if there's sales in quantity, as our president had said. And I tried to use the example. I said, if you walk into a bicycle shop in Nanjing and you went to buy a bicycle, how much is it? And they came back and they said, oh, about the U.S. equivalent of $10. I said, okay, if you ask the bicycle vendor, if you want to buy 10 bicycles, how much is it? Well, they said, yeah, 10 times 10, $100. I said, no, 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 no. There was no concept in the Chinese mind about discount sales based on volume. So I had a real, real problem there to start off with. So what I devised, okay. what I came up with was an idea, since we were going to evolve into a manufacturing joint venture, it was originally to be 60% to the Nanjing Manufacturing Company. It was, called, it was a subsidiary of China Shipbuilding. Right, right. They had 200,000 employees, a built-in market instantly. That's about the, right. size of the uh, size of the city of Birmingham, Alabama, employee-wise. <laughs> 
So I said, listen, once we get to the manufacturing phase, if you pay the 300000 today and we ship you the equipment, then once we get into the manufacturing phase, instead of the 60-40, which was to be the joint venture share, why don't we do 55-45 until my company recoups the additional $100,000 out of that extra 5%. We call it payout, you know, in the industry. Sure, they, sure, they, sure. So it was a brand new concept for them, right? Yeah. But you were able to pull it off. That's pretty cool. Well, what <laughs> happened actually? Uh, they didn't agree to it, and I, you know, we we oh. sat at the table going back and forth and back and forth. The salesman tried to convince them. You know, he was an American also, and and I said, listen, I got a plane to catch. I was on my way to Jakarta, Indonesia, so I said right. I got to leave. So you guys work it out. And then I got to Jakarta. I was, uh, you know, I had checked into the hotel and, I, and there was a message for me at the front desk. It says, please call Mr. Bowling, who was our sales guy. Right. And I did. Right. I called him back and he said, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and he, he had left the meeting shortly thereafter when we came to an impasse. He had flown to uh, Shanghai and, and they took a train okay. to, to Shanghai and right. agreed, yeah, yeah. agreed to the deal. And so I drafted that right in my hotel room. I drafted the MOU and we signed it up the next day. So let me ask you this. In closing, I want to find out if you had to recommend to others who are involved in trying to do global deals, whether it's in China or whether it's in the Middle East or wherever it is, because you've done them all over the world, what guidance would, if you could say it in one sentence or two, what guidance would you give them? Qualify your customer, number one, so you don't waste time. I was approached by a lot of people from overseas because I was in charge of this company's international business. And mm-hmm. number one, qualify. And number two, don't be afraid of the cost. Americans think it's a fortune to do business overseas. It really isn't. I used to buy, I did a lot of, it, of business in India recently. And I mm-hmm. bought my tickets of all, in, in of all places in Bangkok. So I would have a half a ticket to get to Bangkok, half a ticket to get back, which was good for a year. So once I got to Bangkok, I would buy Bangkok, Delhi, Delhi, Bangkok to Atlanta okay. and back. And I'll give you an example. My boss flew over, the president of the company flew over to Delhi where I met him and his airfare business class was about $9,000. I had bought the same ticket to get to Delhi for $3,200 because it's a supply and demand. I bought it, I bought it in Bangkok and I saved a lot of money. I mean, that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money. Okay, folks. You, you can hear we've got a deal maker right here on the phone and a guy that knows how to get it done. That's Dell Wynn. And, and I know that if you get a hold of Dell, he'd be happy to talk to you about whatever your issues are with uh, international and global work on doing deals. Dell, thanks a lot for joining me today and sharing those insights with uh, everybody. Well, thank you, Fred, and uh, look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you for visiting with us. We welcome your comments and suggestions and look forward to having you join us soon at Workplace Strategies.